The time is 12.29. You're listening to 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Let's go over to Craig Warmbold for community comment. Well, thank you very much, and good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Our guests on Community Comment today are with the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff that's going on. They've got a big main stage production that's got tickets on sale right now. You can't take it with you. Just a little bit, we'll be talking about the latest One Voice Children's Chorus concert. Uh, that's uh, Judy Heffron over there. Uh, and uh, we're also going to be talking about a big event coming up this very weekend, another Fire and Ice concert series uh, concert uh, with uh, the Bellwether this time. We've got some members of the Bellwether joining us uh, by phone, as I understand it. Eric Cox, if I'm not mistaken. Zach Petrini is supposed to be joining us in just a little bit with the Horicon Phoenix program. We've got Liz Darner in the studio here with, uh, with us. Judy Heffron is with One Voice and the managing director of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater here in our very own studios, David Allen Smith. Thank all of you. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me today. Thanks for having sure. us. Thank you. And uh, I think we're uh, we're going to, and by phone, hello, uh, testing, one, two, three, can you hear us? Uh-oh. Okay, so maybe Eric isn't joining us quite yet. Nope, but I'm here. Oh, there okay. you are, Eric. How's it going? Welcome. Welcome. Good to hear y'all. Yes, and, and good to hear you as well. Uh, Eric, again, is with the... Uh, uh, Bellwether Band that's going to be performing uh, this Saturday, the Fire and Ice Concert Series. This is a Horicon Phoenix uh, production, if you will. Liz, you're with Horicon Phoenix. Uh, what, what is this series all about, this concert series? So the theater had invited us to bring music um, like we do to our Music at the Market series in Horicon um, that we put on in the summers. And this is our third season of Fire and Ice. And we love to work with local musicians and regional musicians. And um, we're especially excited about this one on Saturday because it's a double bill, which we've never done before, featuring um, the Bellwether, some great friends of ours who we've worked with uh, several times before, and the Zach Petrini Band, who also has played at our um, summer concert series before. Oh, over in Horicon, where yes. you've got that coming up again this year. Correct. The, the Horicon Phoenix, uh, tell us about the group. So we're a community nonprofit. We pride ourselves on building community, which we feel firmly believe um, helps build economy. And um, probably our most appreciated project that we do is our Music at the Market Summer Concert Series that runs June through August on Wednesday nights in conjunction with our Farmer's Market. Ah, excellent. Very good. And uh, again, a double bill this Saturday at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater, the the beautiful uh, theater. Mm -hmm. Still call it the new theater. It's been open about three or four years now. A couple of those years don't count. We're not going to talk about them. <laughs> uh, but David, a, a beautiful place to see live music. Oh, absolutely. We have a state-of-the-art sound system and lighting system, and uh, the concerts are really, really fun. And uh, the, uh, the bellwether uh, on, the, uh, on the main stage uh, this Saturday, again, Eric Cox with the bellwether. Eric, how are you today? I am excellent. Good. Thanks for having me. Good. Yeah, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, the, uh, the bellwether, uh, tell us about it. What kind of, what kind of band are you? Sure. We're, we're uh, probably best described as an orchestral folk rock quartet. Uh, we are guitar, uh, cello, violin, and upright bass. Um, probably a little more rock than folk, um, but we definitely bring some of those uh, you know, sweet acoustic tones in. Uh, a lot of passion, a lot of energy in our music, and uh, yeah, we're, just, we're thrilled to, to work with Liz and everyone at Horicon Phoenix again. Uh, they have an amazing community, and it's just a, a, a great thrill to play for them every time we get to. Uh, this will be our first time in Beaver Dam, and the uh, community theater looks tremendous. I, I can't wait to be on that stage. An orchestral folk rock quartet. Uh, that, that is, it seems like a very interesting uh, subgenre of music. How did, Does one intentionally go into a band planning on putting together an orchestral folk, folk rock quartet? Does, uh, the, do the musicians that somehow come together, uh, do you realize that you're an orchestral folk rock <laughs> quartet? How, how does that come about? It, it, it was it was intentional. Okay. Um, I have always loved um, rock music that had strings behind it, ah. um, and, and some of my my favorite tracks are, um, you know, from from bands like The Swell Season and Damien Rice and and kind of the the modern folk movement. Um, my other background probably comes from like grunge and '80s rock. So if like U2 and Pearl Jam got together and and had this. Uh, 
um, I guess, uh, acoustic tour with a string quartet behind them. That's maybe kind of what we would sound like. Um, but yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to uh, play with these uh, musicians, and, and they were all in different bands at different times. And over time, they just had, um, you know, their their projects kind of closed up, and uh, I was able to uh, to bring them into the fold and the, the bellwether and kind of have this vision for uh, something that has become really, really unique and, and special. I think so. So, so what is the a ro- lot of fun? A lot of fun. What does the rotation look like in terms of uh, covers versus original music? And uh, if there are covers, uh, it sounds like you might be dipping from some of that uh, 80s uh, grunge all the way up through the swell season, uh, Damien Rice kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, we play mostly original music. Um, You know, 90, 95% of what we play is original music. But we do have some choice covers that we really enjoy. Um, Actually, our, our, our cellist and violinist got together and put together... Um, an arrangement of the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby, mm. uh, which really knocks people's socks off. That's a that's a really fun one. Uh, we cover the Talking Heads. We cover uh, Bruce Springsteen, um, and then and then some modern things like the Lumineers as well. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll probably throw a cover or two into the set. Um, in Beaver Dam, and uh, but mostly it'll be our original music. Uh, so uh, uh, elaborate, if you will, on your role in the band. Sure. I'm the uh, guitar player, uh, ukulele player, uh, singer-songwriter. So, so uh, the, the songwriting process, uh, where do you draw from? Uh, what, are, what are some of your influences uh, songwriter-wise? Oh, you know, you know I, I, I try to stay out of... Uh, I, there was a, a period, I think, in my writing when I was younger, when I was definitely a little more politically motivated. Um, and, and, and had some songs that were kind of in, the, in that vein. Um, I think since then, um, I, honestly, I'm, I'm moved by so many different uh, influences in life, and, and basically anything that I draw on or experience that, um, you know, that I'm, I'm passionate about or it makes me feel something and, you know, evokes some strong emotions. Um, I try to put that into uh, uh, a, a universal package, I guess, that maybe everyone... Um, experiences and, uh, and and try to make that a, a shared experience. I think that's when uh, music is at its best is when you're you're there with an audience and it's not a it's not a presentation. It's it's more of a, a conversation. Um, you, you communicate and feed off of each other's energy and and uh, and have a shared experience, and that's always the goal. You know, the last couple of years have uh, have really been something, particularly for people uh, who um, who who live in the world of uh, audiences uh, coming to see them in, in group settings. Uh, musicians certainly at the uh, the top of that list. It must be so uh, so rewarding here in the last. Uh, you know, year or so, or whatever it may be, to uh, to be able to get back on the road and uh, get back into venues and play before uh, you know living, breathing people. Absolutely, yeah. We we closed up shop for fourteen months, you know, to to be uh, you know keep everyone safe and and definitely try to squash this thing and and uh, not contribute to its spreading. And so, yeah, coming back and um, you can definitely tell that people were hungry for it and have come back with. Um, a renewed passion for it, and I think some of those things that we maybe took for granted a little bit, you know, it, both as audience members and as performers, um, it's still it's very novel again, and so we're we're right back in it, and uh, yeah, it, it feels incredible to be in front of audiences again. From a uh, from a creative perspective, uh, in, in terms of your uh, your own output as an artist, uh, was that uh, time well utilized in bolstering that ninety five percent of your uh, of your song rotation that's original. Content. Yeah, there are definitely some some new songs that came out of isolation and uh, some some new ideas that will you know we we actually we released our last album um, in you know f- late fall early winter of 2019 so we only got to to play on that for a couple of months before the pandemic hit and um, so so we kind of had this this long period where it was you know we have new things to share and, and no one to share it with. Um, and so now it's you know it feels like the cycle has come back around again, and and uh, we're ready to get back in the studio and make another record and, and create some new things. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to share some new stuff. But what is the record making process like for uh, the Bellwether uh, here in 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 2023? Uh, are you are you putting out uh, 
Are you putting out albums? Are you putting out CDs? Are you putting out songs uh, individually, single by single? What does that look like from a distribution standpoint? Um, I'm, 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 I'm an old guy, honestly. The, the <laughs> album still has a lot of allure for me. Um, we, we put our last one, we, it was our first, the first time we've pressed a record onto vinyl, um, which we absolutely love. Um, uh, CDs have, you know, they move a little bit, but not too much. Um, we're certainly out there on all the digital platforms, uh, you know, Spotify and Apple Music and, um, you know, any other platform you come across. We have full, you know, digital distribution. Uh, we haven't really gotten into releasing single songs, and that, that might be something that we look at in the, you know, for this next release cycle, because it does seem to be the way the industry is trending. Um, but it'll be... It'll be a single as part of an album, I think. I, I still love the idea of a, a cohesive piece of art that, uh, you know, comes together and has a certain feel to it. And uh, yeah, I still I can't give that up quite yet. So, <laughs> and, and I think performing live has that, uh, that same kind of uh, approach. You just have an opportunity to change it night after night if you want. Absolutely, yeah. And we, we craft our set list with a, a lot of intention. Um, you know, we want to take the audience on a on a very specific kind of ride usually and um and sometimes we don't know that until we get into the uh you know we'll we'll usually write them you know after sound check or something like that and uh the room has a feel and the the day has a feel and you know we have we have something that we need to have fulfilled i guess as performers um but we also like in the middle of a show sometimes it'll be like oh, okay this is this is what the audience needs tonight and so there's always room to you know, flip things around and and uh, respond to how the audience is is feeling that night. So, yeah, I think that's an art in and of itself. Sometimes. So, so without knowing what the vibe of the audience is going to be this Saturday, March fourth, at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater as part of the BDACT Fire and Ice Concert Series with the Horicon Phoenix. Without knowing what that vibe is like, um, what can uh, what can people expect that uh, that show up on Saturday? Um, you know, if 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 ever there's a question, we're gonna we're gonna come out and we're gonna bring a ton of energy. Um, so we're gonna we we call them the bangers. We're gonna bring the bangers this weekend, <laughs> and um, definitely you know make it as much fun as we can and, and give the audience a great experience. Um, and you know walk out hopefully fulfilled and full of. Uh, positivity and, and passion again. I realize that word comes up a lot, but it's it's really the, the core of what we do. Um, yeah, I, I think that's uh, you know if we realize in the middle that the you know the audience is leaning in and they want something a little pulled back and, and quieter, we certainly um, have that you know in our repertoire and, and can pull that out at any time. Um, and I, I think the the songs themselves, we, we've recorded them a number of different ways and have learned to adapt them from. Um, you know, we'll, we'll play, you know, Summerfest or something like that, where you've got to come out and you've got to lure people in with just crazy energy. Um, and then we'll play listening rooms throughout the state and, um, and, and find those same songs and just kind of just lean back a little bit and, and pull them back and, and find different nuances in them. And so I think the same song and the same set list can really feel completely different based on how the audience is responding. And we're usually pretty good at reading that and, and finding the, you know, the, 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 the space that they're looking for. The Bellwether again in a double headliner with the Zach Petrini Band this Saturday at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. This has been great. You're actually welcome to uh, to stay on. Uh, we've got uh, Zach on the other line, though, uh, but uh, we're, we're going to go uh, check out uh, Mr. Petrini uh, uh, on line two. Uh, but, uh, again, Eric, it was uh, very nice uh, talking to you today. Yeah, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. All Great right. to hear Zach as well. I, I run into Zach occasionally, and he is just an amazing songwriter. I cannot wait to share a stage with him this weekend. Sounds like people are in for a real treat this Saturday, March 4th. Eric Cox again with The Bellwether, part of that double headliner for the uh, BDACT Fire and Ice concert series. Uh, Zach Petrini is our producer. Uh, lines up Zach Petrini on the other land, I, uh, on the other line, I should say. It, uh, it looks like uh, the... Uh, the Fire and Ice Concert Series uh, not only has a fine cash bar, but also a state-of-the-art sound and lights system. David, uh, again, speaking to the, the kind of quality of the facility that we're talking about this weekend, uh, we are talking about some real state-of-the-art technology here, aren't we? Oh, yeah. It's a wonderful place to hear music. And we've had a variety of musicians with many different styles of music come through, and they all say the same thing. It sounded so good in there. It was great. And 
they should hear it from the audience. It sounds wonderful <laughs> from the audience. So it doesn't really matter what musical style we're presenting. It's just a wonderful place to take in music. Again, it's a, a modern folk indie rock double headliner with the Bellwether and the Zach Petrini band. Are we flipping a coin? Do we know who's on first, who's on second, what's on third? I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> the Bellwether's going to play first for um, the first round, and then we'll take about a 15-minute intermission and then bring in Zach for the second round. Excellent. I believe we're bringing in uh, Zach for a second round here on uh, Community Comment. Uh, Zach Petrini joining us by phone. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad. I don't think any of us here in the studio can Great. complain too much. A mm -hmm. bluish sky. Well, it's warmish uh, yeah. for uh, uh, March, so I think we're all doing pretty good. The Zach right. Petrini Band. Uh, tell us about you, your band. What is the Zach Petrini Band? Who is the Zach Petrini Band? Yeah, it's a... Uh... Well, it's it's a kind of an indie rock Americana five piece. Um, the the band is kind of shifting always, depending on um, seasons and what we're up to. You know, usually we'll have a consistent group for summer. We'll have a consistent group for touring. Um, but the makeup of the band is a uh, it's pretty standard: uh, electric guitars, keys, vocals, bass, and drums. Um, this new record that we are playing off of is uh, it's influenced by a lot of singer songwriters as well as just like old school uh, or not even the oldest old school, but I should just say like 80 Springsteen and Petty. Um, those are guys I you know grew up listening to, um, and so this this new record is is kind of in that vein. And what uh, what is your role in the band other than having the uh, the namesake right there in the title, Zach? You know, you, uh, you, you pick the hat, and I probably wear it. Um, <laughs> so between just being the chief songwriter, kind of band manager, music director, booking agent, uh, <laughs> a graphic designer, um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it depends on if you're talking about, like, in the studio and all that stuff. So anyway, the, the project is very much my, uh, is very much me. Um, and I've got some really, really um, great friends and musicians who uh, have very graciously decided to um, put their talents to it as well. So, a, a bit of a rotating cast of characters. Yeah, for the most part, my my front line stays pretty much the same, and the front line being kind of a um, uh, electric guitar and uh, keys. Um, th those two guys have been the most consistent in these last several years. Um, rhythm section usually switches around a little bit, but um, yeah, you know, it's kind of like a, a group of folks who all get along pretty well. So, you know, it's like drummer for a couple months, then the drummers get busy elsewhere and then come back. And so, yeah, or bass player or whatever. So, yep. Good drummers hard to find sometimes. You know what? They are, but also, even more so, I would say, as a good bass player. Yeah, okay, all right. And uh, again, this will all be on display here this Saturday, March 4th, Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. The, uh, the rotation of songs uh, on the, uh, the set list, uh, give us some insight uh, for the Zach Petrini Band uh, covers, original, a mix thereof. Yeah, we'll sneak a cover in there, but otherwise it'll all be songs I wrote. Um, so uh, we, we released a new album at the end of September, and so usually our set lists look like we, we release about one project a year, uh, give or take. And um, so usually year to year, it's like you play the whole new record, sprinkle in some of the, the favorites off of older releases. But, um, you know, we've been playing these songs so much that usually it's a, a nice relief for us to just play the new stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get some old, older songs of ours, uh, in the set list as well. But yeah, we'll, we'll either put in like a Petty or a Springsteen tune or something. We'll, we'll surprise people. So we we're just talking to, uh, Eric Cox with the, uh, Bellwether about, uh, about the last couple years and, uh, about how the pandemic has, has kind of, uh, taken, um, musicians and artists maybe out of the venue for a little bit there, but, uh, allowed them to focus uh, a little bit more on maybe creativity in the studio or the songwriting process. Is that something you encountered as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, the beautiful thing about music is no matter what, you can always write it, you know. Um, that that never goes away. Um, so, yeah, you know, that that was good. I got a lot of, uh, a lot of work done in a lot of other projects. One of the things that I, I do is... Um, I write for film and TV, uh, like music. 
Um, so was able to get a lot of that done, actually, and, and get some of it placed in some good spots. Um, but also, I'm trying to, you know, beef up my producer chops. So I uh, got to work on a friend's project that I play drums and keys in. Her name's Paige Hargrove. She's an amazing singer-songwriter as well. Um, but yeah, you know, when yeah, it's like if you can't play music out, you know, the, the next best thing, it's either, you know, you're live streaming or uh, you're writing or you're in the studio. So, um, yeah, so there was a lot of that. Um, it gave me some time, too, to just, like, get off the road, be home. We had our third kid in my house, so um, it was, like, all hands on deck situation as well. So, you know, that was that was uh, not intentionally timed that way, but uh, it, it kind of worked out. Well, congratulations on the uh, new addition to your home band uh, there, as it were. Uh, Can you give us some insight into what Zach Petrini's resume looks like in terms of some of these film and television music credits? Yeah. um, So, I mean, anything from weird little, like, bumpers and commercials to, like, the last big thing that we landed here in the States was... um, there's a show on, I think it's, it's, it's ABC, uh, The Young Rock. I don't know if it's still running right now. At least season one of it, it uh, one song landed on on that show. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, but then, you know, a lot, actually a disproportionate amount, um, almost three to one, uh, my stuff gets used a lot in, um, uh, in Europe. So a few movies over there and a couple of their like long running TV shows, uh, which again, I'm I'm not up on British TV. So (laughs) I don't know a lot of these things, but sometimes, you know, the the statement comes back every quarter and it's like, you know, it says where it's from anyway. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think there's, there's some other like, you know, uh, cable TV shows that are in heavy rotation. Like it's one of these like, fix your broken car reality TV shows, you know, like stuff like that. So uh, It sounds like you're uh, keeping yourself uh, pretty busy. When it comes to uh, uh, touring, are, are you uh, keeping that within the United States? Yeah, I've never been over to Europe before, although I've really wanted to. Um, we, we mainly keep it... Um, oh, did I lose you? No, you're, the, you're still here. Oh, Sorry okay. about that. No, no worries. Um, we mainly keep it um, from, like, a, the Midwest to the South. So we'll do, like, once a year, maybe twice, if we can get around to it, we'll do, like, an, uh, most of the Midwest and the South. But then we'll always take a couple runs a year just around the Midwest. And the, uh, uh, the new album, uh, why don't you dig into that a little bit more and elaborate on uh, the process, some of the music that's on there, and some of the music we might see this, uh, this Saturday. Yeah, so the new album uh, came out at the end of September. It's called Rock and Roll is Dead. It's on all platforms. You can pick up a copy of it on my site, uh, all that stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the certainly the central theme um, in, in this project has been uh, it's the idea of perspective. Um, it's kind of looking at a situation for what it was, uh, what it is now, and then kind of like, what are you going to do about it? Um, mm-hmm. So it's definitely, for me, I've kind of, um, I've moved around the Americana world, which one of the reasons I like Americana is, one, it's like, it's it's story-focused, but um, it's also, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of wiggle room, you know, whereas like for pop, you, I think you're pretty well pigeonholed. I think in Americana, you've got, you can be a blues artist, you can kind of work folk into that, you can work... Uh, bits of country, you can work bits of like Heartland, like rock, stuff like that. And so there's a lot of space. And so for this album, I mean, I don't think my writing style has changed too much. It's more just the way that I dress up the songs. And this album was definitely like, in the past, what I've done is taken like a five-piece band. We've gone to the studio. We took a few days, you know, you knock it out. And then you do a couple days after of just overdubs and adding stuff. This was like a year and a half process in the studio of doing different versions of songs and, um, uh, and mainly it was just myself and my partner, uh, Kyle, who I worked with at the studio. Um, just the two of us pretty much playing everything because, uh, I really wanted to just protect the vision. And I found that it's not always my strength, um, to,
to communicate a vision over six or seven or eight different people and kind of keep that cohesion for the whole project. So anyway, that's like some of the, the philosophy of it. But again, the whole project, like I probably best demonstrated even in the, the song that is the, uh, you know, the, the album's named after Rock and Roll is Dead. It's the last track, um, which, you know, is, is uh, hopefully there's a bit of irony uh, caught in there in that, like, it's a rock and roll album. <laughs> uh, but, you know, my, my thing is I've loved music my whole life. Uh, music has been a saving force in my life. And, um, and it's hard. It's hard to see music kind of be mistreated the way that I think that it is. I mean, musicians are always kind of, you know, it's not a, it's not a great space to like exist in, um, for, to be like a, a human, you know, uh, there's lots of ways artists I think get taken advantage of. And especially currently, um, convenience and many other things are just kind of choking out a lot of, um, artists revenue. And, uh, it, it's sad to see something that I love so much kind of get devalued, but I also love it so much. So I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and, and again, so that's kind of what the whole album's about. It's like, you know, what was music? It was a saving force for me. What is it now? It, it's kind of a mess. But you know what? Like, I love it, and so I'm going to do it, and I'm going to sing about it, and I'm going to have a good time doing it. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot what you can expect from that album. And again, we're, we're going to play every song off it. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, mess and irony aside, a serious question, is rock and roll dead in 2023? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on what day you ask me. Um, <laughs> you know, got some I, on I one voice. Think... <laughs> What's Sorry. that? Uh, our other guest who's in to talk about the children's choir is pointing to the rock and roll song she's got on her set list. So uh, perhaps at least not dead at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt you, though, though, Zach. No, you're good. You're good. No, it's here's, here's the thing. I, I think that the, the state of the music industry, we, we were told for a long time, it's like, oh, you know, the Internet is the great democratization of music it's the big open door for everybody to come and play and you know be heard and i think that was true for about six months um and what you have now is now whereas the the opportunities were way less you know several years ago um now what you have is just this unending sea of dust and content to sift through and even calling it content is kind of like gross like it's uh it's somebody's like passion that we're just being like, Oh, create more content, you know? Um, and so what's difficult about it is that I just don't know that we are, we're, you know, we're creating the type of people currently that we don't, we don't really have the patience for an entire album. We want singles. Uh, we don't have a record collection. We've got, um, some robots curating stuff for us on Spotify. Um, and so in, in as much as there's always people, there will always be opportunities to play music, to put, you know, have somebody turn up an amp really loud and just give it your all. You know, I don't think that's ever going to fully go away. I do think that especially with um, the way that um, streaming platforms have positioned themselves, I think with uh, monopolies like Ticketmaster, I think um, with just the general inertia of life and how there is not a lot of good like life work balance for people today. It's hard for people to have any kind of disposable time or income to spend on the arts. Like we don't really value it too much in this country. It's definitely something that is often like people have to come hat in hand asking for money, you know, in other countries, that's not the case. There's tons of grants and stuff. So anyway, that's probably a longer answer to your question than you're looking for, but I would say there's a lot of challenges that if things don't shift, a lot more people are going to have to stop doing this, um, doing music. But um, I do think that, again, humans confound machines, and, uh, you know, there's, there's goodness in a lot of people and in a lot of things, and, uh, you know, you just hope that that's the thing that wins out at the end of the day. And, you know, I don't think that was too long of an answer. Um, in fact, I think that's the, the very type of thing that we could talk about probably for hours on end one day. Um, but, you know, given respect to the, the clock on the wall here, I, I do want to kind of maybe pivot to ask you about 
with with all those things that you just said as it relates to the the digital world and the streaming platforms and the the kind of dust bowl of content i think uh, was the term you used when you get out there in front of a a live audience is that the same i think so you know because the people who show up and i and i say this all the time like I have played shows to five people that were some of the most fun shows I've ever played in my life. Like there is something inherent in about the way of just like somebody shows up with something to give and another person shows up with like a, as a mirror to reflect back and you do that. And that is the thing. And as long as there's a couple people who are willing to just show up and do the thing, I, I, like I, I, I don't know that that'll ever change, you know, um, that connection that we have as humans to song, to story, to each other. Like, that's the thing, too. It's like the, the, the I, I suppose, the really nervous nature for me is that, like, you know, it, it's, it's I'm, I'm nervous about the type of people who think that that's something that they don't need, <laughs> you know, and if we're creating more of those type of people. But no, I don't, I don't think live music that way will ever change. And I think it's like, that's like the, the beauty and the mystery of the whole thing is that, like, again, when somebody gets up and just does it, there's something very cathartic and appealing. Um, there's something very human. There's something very just beautiful about it. Um, and so, again, like, you know, attendance, does it change? Maybe. People's expectations a bit, does it change? Maybe. But, like, a show is still a show, and if it's 10 people or 10,000, like, you know, the fun part is getting up there and giving yourself, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think music will ever change that way. Well said. Um, here, as we, uh, as we wrap it up, share with our listeners, if you would, the, uh, the vibe they can expect. Share with us, uh, with our listeners, uh, what they're going to see from the Zach Petrini Band this Saturday at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Yeah, you're going to see five dudes just giving it their all. Um, we we like to like laugh, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. So we we tend to sing some uh, some sad songs, but with hope and with some level of catharsis. And uh, we like to tell jokes in between to to make it fun and light, and uh, still you know cover some important subject matter. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah a bunch of guys playing electric guitars trying to <laughs> trying to keep the uh, keep the rebel dream alive i guess <laughs> well uh zach we want to thank you very much for your uh, your time this afternoon and uh, i think uh, i could speak for all of us when i say we're all looking forward to the show this weekend awesome thank you so much and it, was, it was a pleasure thanks for just helping to get the word around about stuff like this like it everything helps and every person we can reach you know that like that you're helping so th thank you absolutely absolutely zach petrini of the zach petrini band there want to thank him for uh stopping in and uh spending a few minutes with us uh eric cox with the bellwether uh before that uh so they're uh, they describe themselves respectively as uh orchestral folk rock and uh let's see i lost my notes on the other one what was it uh, uh americ indie rock americana shifting based on seasons, <laughs> which I, I like. Um, and uh, bringing us back full circle here to uh, Liz Darner with the Horicon Phoenix, again, working in conjunction with the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater on the Fire and Ice concert series. Liz, it seems like you got a lot of fun music lined up this weekend. We do, and I'm ex especially excited for this show because these two bands really represent the, the beating heart of the original music seen in Wisconsin mm. and they just they work so hard they're passionate and they're so talented and uh, what a great representation of what our musicians in Wisconsin can do the beating heart of the music scene in Wisconsin I mean that's uh, that's such an interestingly termed uh, phrase that you use there because I mean there is something to that at the end of the day there is something that kind of connects uh, musicians and music lovers but also kind of Wisconsinites at the end of the day absolutely I mean those of us, and I'm one of them, who goes to see a lot of live music. I mean, it's it's a passion. It's a um, it's fulfilling. It's um, and you can really appreciate all the hard work that they they do as independent original artists because it's a lot of work, not just performing, but all of the 
the songwriting and the rehearsing and the behind the scenes promotion and all of that is is a big job for musicians and we just want to support them any way we can well there's a a lot more uh passion and musicmanship on the uh on the calendar for the beaver dam area community theater that we are going to be getting to have uh, here after the break but again a final reminder uh this saturday uh, not a final reminder. We'll circle back to it before all is said and done. But uh, this Saturday, the Zach Petrini Band and the Bellwether on the stage, the main stage, the uh, the Camps Auditorium at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Showtime again is? 7, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. And uh, the box office is open? Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you only have a Thursday left between now and then um, from 10 to 4. Okay. Tickets available at the door if it's not sold out? Uh, yes, there are tickets still available. And you can order those online as well? Correct. BDACT.org. All right. Very good. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Liz. Thank you. We're going to keep uh, Judy and uh, David here and uh, dig into a little bit more of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater schedule. But we do have to take a break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Let's go back to community comment with Craig Warmbold. And our uh, our remaining guests uh, from the <laughs> Beaver Dam Area Community Theater here on this segment. Uh, David Allen Smith is the uh, the managing director. And one Judy Hine, longtime Heffron. elementary music. Oh, I'm, uh, Judy Heffron. I'm sorry. There's too many Judy's. Tom, here. if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> With apologies, uh, Tom Hine, well, I'm sure a wonderful guy. Um, but uh, uh, Tom Heffron, not so. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Heffron, also a great guy. Um, I, I was I was leaning into my pitch about you being a music educator and talking and tying it into yep. what Zach uh, Petrini was talking about earlier. But we're going to get all the pleasantries out of the way first, and the mispronunciations of names and and whatnot. Uh, it is two voices. Yes, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, it's, it's one voice. It's the one, yes, voice, one voice children's yeah. choir. Several years now you guys have been around. I was trying to figure out if it's been five because, you know, that little break that we all had is yeah. hard to keep track of when everything really started. So. Yeah. But I mean, so, I mean, it started, though, and it, it caught on. It did. I think, it, you know, when I was listening to him, I was thinking, you know, if, if we don't have groups like this, no matter how big or how small or how many kids are involved, you know, then music does start to die, you know, because these kids know what it means to have to practice and to have to learn music constantly and then get up and share it. I always try to say not necessarily perform it, but we're going to share it with the audience, you know. So I think that, you know, One Voice is an important group because that's what it does for this group of kids. It helps them understand that they can be musicians. And in, in you're in your laying down that knowledge at a, uh, a fundamentally early elementary level. As somebody who uh, picked up music late in life at, oh, okay. uh, at 18, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I still feel like I'm uh, poorly speaking a second language when hmm. I play music. Uh, because I feel like I've missed that kind of foundational experience of having learned yeah, it when I was five or six you, or seven. You say that because we... This concert is called a celebration of music. Okay. Because as a former educator, March is music in our schools month and that was something oh. that came out through the music educators conference and oh, I always wow. belong to that. And so the month of March was just dedicated to, you know, doing things that help everybody else be aware of the importance of music especially in schools. And so in this one we actually have a song called Notes Are Necessary huh. and it talks about music being a language and then if you learn that language, you ha always have it. And, you know, it's very helpful when you're looking at music. And um, part of that song, the kids show signs and symbols of everything that they have to know in order to participate. Because I explained to them, I'm not going to tell you every time we get to D.C. Alfine what that means. You just have to know what that means. So what does it mean? You know, so they've had to learn things just because our practice is only an hour so we've got to move right along and so one of the songs actually shows the audience all the things that they've <laughs> actually 
got in their little minds about how to look at a piece of music when we get something. And those little minds are just sponges Ooh, at this age. Yes, and they're going fast all the time. <laughs> right, yeah, fast sponges. <laughs> but also, but because they are sponges at this age, you can introduce some of these things. Right. And, and, and it's like planting a seed and watching it grow, I would assume, right. from your perspective. And as long as it's something that they know they have to use, then they understand. And then they don't balk at the idea, oh, I have to learn this. Well, if you learn it, then we're going to get through this faster and you don't have to rely on me. That's what I always told kids. You don't have to rely on me. You can figure this out. You know, so, but um, yeah, we have um, an old time rock and roll. <laughs> As we referenced in, in the, yeah. uh, the first segment. Um, it's not dead in one voice. It's, not, but maybe it's, it's, it's because, alive and well. Well, maybe it's because I like rock and roll. The <laughs> old stuff, not the, necessarily the new stuff. So how do, how do you incorporate that into this uh, upcoming? We haven't even given the detail. We haven't told yeah, people yet even what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, let's maybe get some of the, okay. uh, the who, what, when, where, and why out of the way. We're talking about the One Voice Children's Choir. And it is coming up on Sunday, March 5th. Okay. It will be at 2 o'clock. Um, it's called Cele- uh, One Voice Celebration of Music. Uh, and um, it'll be a little over an hour, like maybe hour and 20 minutes. So, you know, it's not a long amount of time to give up on your Sunday afternoon, but you will have fun because these kids sing everything from a song in Spanish, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and our typical one voice song and some blues music in there, too. Really? There's one song that's kind of bluesy. And there's another one that's got a little scat singing from wow. jazz. So okay. these kids have learned a real variety for this concert. And um, well, and including, I always think all God's creators got a place in the choir. And we're going <laughs> to sing that one, too. Oh, you wow. know? So, you know, it would be a very very fun concert if you've never been to one of their concerts and um, the tickets are on sale and they are ten dollars for adults and five dollars for the youth ticket Um, so but I think that you will really enjoy it Uh, a few surprises in there but I don't want to give them away (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, you know we'll we'll try to uh, like surprises We'll, we'll try to tease yet give insight. Uh, it's how the, it begins and how it ends. To the listener. <laughs> you, you did mention the typical one-voice song. Uh, I yes. think it bears repeating. I know we've talked about that in the past, but I think it's uh, I think it's just a wonderful thing. You, you guys have got your own song. We do. It's called We Are One Voice, and it's it always surprises me because I that the very first rehearsal i think okay now we got a new group and we're going to run it through again and, and it's they pick it up very quickly and i think some of the kids who've been in it for a couple of years or even just for a year you know it's their song and they know it's their song so <laughs> they sing it quite well um you, you mentioned that you you span a number of different genres jazz to blues are they are the kids um at this age um, are they picking up on the the diversity of these different? Are they all just like what is what is your read on that as far as their understanding of all these genres you're you're well, covering? The first song of the concert, gotta have the music. I know when, when I first played it for them, one girl goes, she says, "Well, that's different." <laughs> <laughs> so mm. I think they understand that there are significant differences differences in in the kind of music that they're doing. They may not be able to label it yet. You know, but they they recognize it. So, what are they? Give us some insight into what they learn about from a vocal perspective. What it is you're you're teaching them vocally. Well, we have a warm up song, and it's it's got everything, and it. it's like stand up tall. You know, eyes look forward, um, hands at your side. You know, so it's hmm. um, and then it's always open up your mouth and let the song come out. So it's just that's what we go over all the time is that this is what you should look like. Now I've got some wigglers <laughs> in this group. <laughs> mm. So it's been very hard to teach them how to be on stage and understand that a stage presence doesn't mean you're always moving, you know, that sometimes you just have to be still. So that's been that's been a challenge. <laughs> and what is this age group again? Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And we do have two returning sixth graders because um, they missed a year and so I'm letting them come back. Special exemption. Yep, yep. So if they have been in it, they were allowed to come back as a sixth grader, but we don't take any new sixth graders. So they've got plenty of stuff to do at school. So <laughs> okay, so uh, so with some of the specifics out of the way, um, it, it seemed like um, y- your eyes had kind of 
uh, lit up when when Zach was talking about um, music and the importance and yep. the role of music in in our lives and in the lives of of kids. As an elementary music teacher, what is it? Um, what is it you're trying to convey to them about being a listener, about being a performer? What is you, what is your hope there? Well, I always I always thought that if I didn't teach them that music had this important value to them, you know, but it was like, you know what? If they don't like music and music isn't somehow fun to do, then they're not going to choose it. No matter how hard you try, they're not going to pick up an instrument. They're not going to want to be part of a choir or a church choir or anything. So to me, it was always, you know, it made me happy to do music. And, of course, sometimes there's music that we're going to listen to and, you know, kind of made us sad. You know, so it was just like it, it, it's, it's such an important part of people's lives. And I, and I sometimes think that, that that's why it doesn't get the value because we're so used to needing it or having it, that sometimes we don't think that someone put a lot of time and effort into creating that piece of music that we're listening to. Some musician, some orchestra, some band, some place has put a lot of hours into learning it so that we can listen to it. You know, and I think we forget that all of that takes place. So so to, to paraphrase a, a question from somebody at the age of the One Voice Children's Choir, why? Well, I guess that would be an interesting question to ask some of these kids. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you giving up your time to come and sing? But when you see those kids and they come in and they're talking with each other, and <laughs> when you see them practice, you know, it's just like, it, how can that ever be a job to me? Because there's just so much going on. Even when I have to stop them and tell them that they have to slow down, you know, it's just such a... I think a, a joyful experience to have music with kids. It just is. is that so why you I do think it? the why that's why I do it. And of course then I just, you know, take in all their energy and you know, <laughs> hope that I live to hundred and fifty or something. <laughs> there but, is an exchange going on there. You're getting oh, something. Oh extremely, this. extremely, you know. Um, even the idea that when we hit a spot and we have one song that's um, kind of like a round and it's a difficult melody and it's also high and even in those spots you know you can just see all of a sudden they do take on the idea that oh we're gonna have to work at this and you know that we have to go over it a couple of times because we don't quite know the melody um, and then I have older kids who will point to places for the younger kids. So to me, it's just like this music experience has crossed, you know, third grade to fifth grade, you know, and those kids don't care whether it's a third grader or fourth grader or fifth grader. They're working together. And that's the other part about being in a music group. You have to learn to work with others. You can't be the loudest kid in the group because <laughs> it's not going to work, you know, so... I think that um, music has, this music group in particular, has helped these kids learn that. And yeah, I get a lot of stuff. Sometimes I get frustration, you know, but for the most part, it's, it's just a wonderful experience to be able to make music with kids. You kind of leaned into my next question there, which was, what is the biggest challenge with with a, a, putting a group like this together, with putting this particular uh, group of songs together for this Sunday, March 5th at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Is it uh, getting them to sing in a round? Is it getting them to sit still? Is it getting them to find that um, that idea of the key or the tone or the, you know, meshing of tonalities, whatever it may be? They pick that part up really fast. But what has always impressed me about kids getting ready for a concert is they have 13 songs and they have learned this in a one hour a week practice only since the middle of january so to me it's just like when was the last time you had to memorize thousands of words thousands not just a couple words not just a little you know like one page poem but thousands of words in order to be able to do all of them and you know, I always tell them, I said, you know, we might miss something or we might make a mistake, but then what do we do? Keep going. <laughs> so I think they also learn that, too, that it's it's okay. Well, they're just little sponges at this age. So. <laughs> they are. They, they are amazing. I really think this is a very, very, very strong group of kids. What, what are they responding to the most? What, what do you see as something that they're really embracing? Surprisingly, 
They well, they do like the old time rock and roll song. Okay, they love that one. But surprisingly, the one "All God's Critters" got a place okay. in the choir. Right. They picked that one up right away. And then um, there are a number of verses in it. So the kids have been. I broke them down so that like three kids sing this verse and three sing, kids will sing that verse. And all I have to do is say, "Anybody want to have a you know?" And it's just like they all want to have a solo. They all <laughs> want to have a special part. So, um, so surprisingly, those were some of the songs that they really liked. So, tell me a little bit about uh, about presentation. Is there uh, is there accompaniment with this? Oh yeah, um, Marsha Zabkowitz is our piano accompanist. She actually is playing guitar oh, for us okay. on uh, one of the songs and doing a really great job. And then some of them are kind of what I would call canned music. There, it's a pre-recorded accompaniment, but it does not have other singers on it. It's just an instrumental accompaniment that obviously we can't do because we're limited. <laughs> so who do you want to see uh, come to this uh, Sunday's event, One Voice, the BDACT Children's Choir concert? I guess I'd like to see people who maybe don't have children in their home anymore. You know, they have grandchildren or they have neighborhood kids that they see a lot. I think that they would really enjoy seeing this group of kids because they are. They're, they really are a fun group. Should you maybe think about bringing that next generation a potential one voice? Yep. Is that too young to oh, go before third grade? No. no? Uh, younger kids would love it. My um grandson of course his sister's in it so he has to come <laughs> but he has a lot of fun with listening to the songs you know and other uh, kids their younger brothers and sisters are coming and um, I think that it you know even if you don't have somebody in the group that bringing the younger kids is a great idea and then bring them up and say hi to me because <laughs> I'll write their little name down and I'll say, oh, I'm going to call you in a year or two. When is the next semester of One Voice? When could uh, kids get well, involved in this again? We will be done. Our last concert this year will be May 7th. And so then we won't start up again until September. All right. So keep it in the back of your mind. Mark yeah. it on your calendar if you need to, if you got that kid. And that's, that's just a real fun one because that's. Halloween, Halloween fall. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and that's that will be a year long uh, oh, yes. uh, program though. Yeah. You'll do yeah. Halloween and then what Christmas, Christmas. and just like this mm -hmm. and then into the spring. Uh, again, how does one get tickets for the uh, One Voice Children's? You can Park? go to the box office tomorrow. It will be open from ten until four. Um, a lot of people do come and and get their tickets right there on the day of the concert. Okay, so and that right. works out too. Walk up to the box office. You're on the uh, the second floor. We are in the main Oh, Camps theater. Auditorium? Yeah, okay. which is great seating. for the kids because that's a, an amazing experience to be on a stage like that when you're that age. Is there a special uh, drink or treat or something for There uh, is, and I keep forgetting which one this is because we talked about so many different <laughs> names. I don't know, it's like a boogie-woogie, you know, <laughs> puncher. It'll be something brightly colored with lots oh, of yes. sugar in it, basically. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right. And I encourage the One Voice kids to go get it because it helps with the second half. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, again, it's all uh, this uh, weekend. This weekend is like a celebration of music between mm -hmm. the uh, uh, the Fire and Ice concert series with the Bellwether and Zach Petrini Band and uh, Sunday's One Voice Children's Choir. Judy, uh, leave us with your thoughts about why folks should get this on their calendar now and bring those uh, those kids out. Uh, if you don't have kids, maybe some of those people who, uh, who had kids and uh, want to peek back on remember, uh, the, remember those <laughs> when they were cute <laughs> yeah yeah i i just think that you know with the variety of music pieces you know and then this group these kids are so animated and i think that you would really really enjoy this celebration of music judy heffron thank you so much for joining us thank today you. and apologies for butchering your name earlier i've only known you for 17 years it's now, okay at so. least you knew my last first name <laughs> that's right i, I had it fire and ice concert series the bellwether zach petrini band this saturday march 4th the one voice bdact children's choir this sunday march 5th but there are tons of other stuff going on throughout the calendar year at the beaver dam area community theater david allen smith has been waiting here patiently <laughs> yeah. very patiently over the last hour and we are going to pick his brain when we return here on community comment 
129 here at 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Let's go back to community comment with Craig Warmbold. And our guests with the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater, David Allen Smith, is the managing director of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. Judy Heffron here with us in the studio as well. Uh, lots of ground that we covered today. That Fire and Ice concert series featuring the Bellwether and the Zach Petrini Band is this Saturday. The One Voice Children's Choir is this Sunday. David, it seems like your calendar is just chock full for all of 2023. Yes, I'm I'm excited about that. And I just kind of want to dovetail off of the conversation we had in the last hour or so. Yeah. Music is a universal language. It doesn't matter what culture you're from, what age group you're from. Everybody has music that they like. Some of us kind of lock in when we're about 16, 17, and that becomes the music of our lives. Some of us learn as we go through life to you know take in more styles. But... But to me, anyway, I can't overemphasize the role of music in my life. I started in the little choirs and stuff here in the high school musicals and went on to college and did musicals and was in a few bands and, and, and started writing music. It went into some of my theater projects and my film projects, and, and it's still really important to me. In fact, back in the day, I assumed I was going to use my acting to make enough money <laughs> to build a really nice recording studio and then really make my mark as a recording artist. Wow, really? But the acting took off. So... Um, the the thing I want to say is that this universal language of music has joy as its foundation. If you come here, Zach Petrini or Bellwether, those people, um, whether it's Americana, folk, uh, strings, uh, rock, whatever they're doing, there's a love and a passion in that. That will come across in a live performance. This is what live performances of music do. They, they show us the joy of the musicians. And then, of course, we feel that, too. The children's chorus singing is definitely a joyful event. Look, if you've had a rough week or are having a bumpy time and you have no kids that have any connection to this chorus, come see the chorus. You'll sit there for a little over an hour and you will experience joy. You'll have a happy time. I'm looking ahead at our theater season, our summer tell-a-tale for elementary kids, for middle school kids, and for high school all have music elements in them. Our big traditional this is our 59th season of a big summer musical um, that's you know escape to margaritaville that's all the music of jimmy buffett so this is a very big season of music and how it it plays such an important role in our lives and i think getting the kids involved young is a really really good idea because some of those kids in 20 years will be cutting edge people taking music in new directions for us which is great mm-hmm. and if they just become good listeners of music the rest of their lives Again, mission accomplished. It's really important to keep that going. Or if they become performers of music, but they're just performing for themselves or absolutely their, with their yeah. loved ones. Yep. I mean, it do, you don't have to put a uh, price tag on music, no, 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 or, no, or the arts no. in any in any no. sort of way. I mean, it helps to pay your bills, but <laughs> but, lo- but it's I mean, it's more about personal growth and, and personal discovery right. and experiencing something. A lot of the people that I grew up around were musical in one way or another, but none of them professionally. So they would sing around the campfire on a weekend. Um, my dad wasn't a singer or a musician anyway, neither was my mother, but they had their favorite songs and records and they would play them all the time and just sit and listen. So yeah, I, I just, it's really important and I'm kind of glad that this year we have so much wonderful music to share. And, and while you don't need to be a professional to be a musician right. or an actor, uh, or even necessarily great to do it, um, when you do see that happen, on the stage of somewhere like the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater, it does seem to kind of take things up another level. It does. It does. We, we always strive for near professional quality things from our community without losing the spirit of amateur community theater and performance. Now, some of these bands we have in like for Saturday night are professional yep. and they cut records and stuff. And then we have the children the very next day. We're on the other end of the scale. But they're so not professional. No, no but, <laughs> but they're, starting but they're amazing. They're just yeah, learning they're their amazing. joy for music. Yeah. And I think if you talk to anybody who just loves music as an adult or plays it professionally or whatever their connection to music is, they will tell you it started as a child. Something somewhere got their attention. And like I said, it's in every culture, in every age. It's a it's a pretty cool language to learn. It might, might be Beethoven or it might be a cheeseburger in paradise. It might be, and I love both of those things. <laughs> right. Uh, and you'll be able to see at least one of those uh, this uh, summer at the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater. As you mentioned, Escape to Margaritaville. That's an August show. Correct. Uh, you've got one coming up before that, though, a main stage production. Yes, we do. We're doing a, a classic comedy um, a theatrical comedy called You Can't Take It With You. Uh, it's a Kaufman and Hart comedy. It's uh, really, really funny. It's got a very large cast of 
all of the area's best character actors. Um, <laughs> they're quite a, a collection of people to try to control on the stage. And uh, Diane Lutz is, is directing, and she's doing a very good job of hurting cats. <laughs> and and um, the result is really, really funny. And uh, so we're going to get people a chance to just sit and laugh. And there is there is a slight musical connection in this one because one of the characters on stage always plays the xylophone, which oh, is kind oh. of funny in and of itself. But... <laughs> But other than that, it's not a musical. It's a comedy, but it's really, really funny. And this is a comedy, but it's not a Is it who who wrote You Can't Take It With You? Kaufman and Hart. Kaufman and Hart. You already said that quite mm-hmm. literally with apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, who are some of these character actors that you're talking about uh, that we all know and love from around the area? Oh, my gosh. Um, I thought I saw Gina Berg come in. Yes, oh, you got Gina Christina in okay. Miller's in there and um, um, Ron Wilkie's in there. Oh, and, you got Wilkie, huh? I've I've heard rumor there's a slight cameo appearance by some kind of managing director from somewhere. Is that um, is that right? Yeah. Is this, Maybe. Is this your first time then kind of uh, doing so? You've been in the position for about a year now, and the right. first year is always spent just kind well, of getting the... First the... year I had other things to really yeah. focus on. Um, so, yeah, she asked if I would just dip my... Uh, my toes on stage for a few minutes and that's all it is but um there are a lot of really good character actors they're very funny Uh, everyone's always cracking each other up and um the audience will get fun out of that and our our third uh, show in the series you already mentioned margaritaville in august um our main stage series will conclude in october with a neil simon comedy called laughter on the 23rd floor so if if you like to laugh or if you like music or if you want to experience a few moments of joy in your life, then you need to get down to BDACT sometime in 2023. And the more often, the better. It'll really lift you up. And if uh, if you wanted to catch all three of these performances, if you know that, hey, there's no way I'm not missing an entire calendar year of the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater, or even if you're thinking like, oh, I feel like I could see all three of these, you kind of make it worth people's while, don't you? Yeah, it's a 20% discount if you buy a ticket to all three shows. Um, now, that, that uh, discount is offered up until the very last performance of show number one, which is you can't take it with you in April. Um, and then, of course, there's only two left, so then the package deal is off the table. But um, it's a good way to save a little money. Um, I would think there's a lot of people in town who usually see the spring show, the summer musical, and then the fall show. Mm-hmm. So um, that seems to be working pretty well. People are enjoying that. We want to make it accessible. So, How, how do these shows work in terms of uh, general admission seating, reserve seating? What does that look like? Um, there are some tiers of different different seats have a little bit different prices. Um, so you just need to check with the box office or go to bdact.org. You can select your seat and the prices are all listed there. Um, there's a student rush ticket I think we'll be having available. We usually do for those shows. That's not publicized, but if you, if you uh, have questions about that, ask the box office, um, and they will, they'll be able to help you. And the box office will be open tomorrow from 10 to 4. So you can always call uh, 920-885-6891 and um, ask your questions there. And um, otherwise, go on the website or see us on Facebook, and all the information is there. I love this student rush stuff. I mean, I think that's just such a, and it's not something the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater has always done. It seems like in the last mm-hmm. five, ten years or so, you, you've added that in there. You're talking about a bunch of poor college kids and mm-hmm. wanting to get them to be able to experience this art and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I, a little editorializing, I think that's right. a, uh, it's a wonderful, and basically, for those not familiar, that's kind of like a last-minute ticket deal. If there's some available, right. the right. s- certain youth would be able to take advantage of that with a, a student ID or something. Correct. And and the other the other part of this, which is what I always refer to as the iceberg below the waterline, <laughs> um, you see the actors on stage, you see the musicians on stage, what you don't see is the army of people who volunteer mm-hmm. to... Uh, build sets and corral kids and sell costumes and paint scenery and locate props for us at the thrift store, Um, the people who usher, the people who work in the concession stand, all the other people that will be there for hours setting up the concerts you're going to see this weekend. Um, We do try to provide entertainment and an experience for people, but we really want to provide an opportunity for people to become involved, to participate. So Again, if you just would like something to do, just come on down and come up to the box office or me if you see me around town or or give me a call at the theater, uh, 920-885-6891 and say, you know what, I want to get involved. I don't know what I can do. Tell me how I can help. And we'd love to have to. We love welcoming new people to our family. Is it too early to get information out about um, uh, auditions or rehearsal schedules for uh, Rick Ramirez's Escape from Margaritaville or Ron Wilkie's uh, Laughter on the 
23rd floor? I don't think the audition dates have, have been determined for those, but as soon as they are, we put them on the website and we put them on the, the Facebook page. So bdact.org will have that information. Just check in with us every day and uh, you'll be the first to know. Same with the uh, Teletale stuff with the, the kids and everything. Those like are that. usually auditions in April and May. Okay, so coming right up. Maybe by the time we get some of the actors in here for You Can't Take It With You uh, during oh, yeah. next month's appearance, yep. we'll uh, have some details on oh, that. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, remind us again how we can get these uh, tickets for You Can't Take It With You, which is on the stage from April 14th through the 23rd. Very, very funny show. Um, you can call uh, six, six, uh, call eight, nine, two, nine, two, My gosh, I have so many <laughs> numbers running through my head. Uh, nine two zero. 885-6891. You can go to the box office Tuesdays and Thursdays, 10 to 4. We're at 117 West Maple. Uh, or go uh, to our website, bdact.org, or check us out on Facebook. David, we covered a lot of ground today. Mm-hmm. A lot, mm-hmm. Literally a lot of ground today. What do you want our listeners to take away from this conversation? BDACT um, is not just a theater. We're, we're, a, we're an area where the community can come together to share their love of the arts, to learn new things, to make new friends, to be entertained, to laugh. Uh, even sad songs are cathartic, and there's joy in catharsis, so that's good. Um, so it's, it's, uh, we just want to be the place where people come to, um, to become involved and to enjoy the arts and um, I think with the help of a lot of dedicated volunteers, we're, we're getting there. We're definitely doing that. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. 2023 Main Stage Series, it's uh, all set, and you can get a Main Stage Series pass by April 23rd and save 20% uh, and get to see You Can't Take It With You in April, Escape to Margaritaville in August, and Neil Simon's Laughter on the 23rd Floor in October. Don't forget about this weekend. It is a uh, celebration of uh, music all weekend long. The Fire and Ice Concert Series in conjunction with the Beaver Dam Area Community Theater and the Horicon Phoenix Program. You've got a modern folk indie rock double headliner in the Bellwether and the Zach Petrini Band. That is again this Saturday, March 4th. And you can cap it all off with the One Voice Children's Choir BDACT Children's Choir featuring rock and roll and blues and jazz and uh, an original oh. music from oh, yeah. uh, the One uh, Voice Children's Choir. Uh, Sunday, once, what's the show time on that again? Two o'clock. Two o'clock on Sunday. BDACT.org for more information. Or you could stop by the box office tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. I want to thank all of our guests who joined us on the program today, including uh, Eric Cox with the Bellwether, Zach Petrini with the Zach Petrini Band, uh, Liz Darner with the Horicon Phoenix project uh judy heffron with the uh one voice children's choir and uh david allen smith who surprisingly i haven't called david sinator yet but uh the, it's all right it's our all right. relationship is still young that's I like an upgrade i'm okay and that's gonna do it for today's community comment